Hi, and welcome to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey. How's it going? Going good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, good. Now, we're going to start off a bit of a series with today's episode that we're really excited to, to bring you, and that's to showcase some amazing small businesses journeys as to how they got there so that hopefully you can take some inspiration in your own business journey. Yeah so it's a little bit of like an entrepreneur look into how they did their businesses what got them there and we're really really grateful to have our first guest today. So we've got Gemma Adams who is the founder of VizLink and she does a whole lot of work around graphic design but also around the farming sphere as well. So hi Gemma. Hi guys, I'm so excited to be here today. Now it's really good to have you and we're really excited to hear just a little bit more about your business journey and what kind of got you there and all of those cool exciting things. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, Mel and Cal at bdo.co.nz. Perfect. So we'll just get started. So first of all, how about you tell us about your business and what you do? So what we do, basically, when I was thinking about this, I we are basically a graphic design company, um, but we really focus on visual communication. And so it's getting everything out of your head and putting it into a visual system to maximize the production. Um, so making sure that everyone's performing to their best and everyone's motivated because they can see the goal. That's perfect because you're right. Most often people can't really get, they can't get their head around what they're meant to do if they can't visually see it. Yeah, yeah. And I think no, that's also really important where you've got a team behind you as well because sometimes if you're running a business and you've got all of that in your head, you need to be able to communicate that with the rest of your team or your advisors as well to be able to get everyone on the same track and putting that in a visual medium really helps a lot of people. Mm, no, definitely. We And that's the thing with a lot of people, they they ex- think that people can see what is they're thinking in their minds, but you can't. Um, and it's getting everything out because people think they're good communicators sometimes, but they probably need a little bit of a help. Absolutely. So what actually started your passion in doing this? So I guess you are a graphic designer by trade, but kind of what got you into what you're doing through your business? Yeah, so I've got a BA in computer graphic design. And when I've been with my husband now um, and we've been together for a long time. Um, Back in the day I was a graphic designer in New Plymouth and I was farming as well and then I decided to go full-time farming on the farm with Terry and also doing freelance graphic design from home and when I went on the farm I thought I just wanted to be the best farmer I could be and I tried my hardest and what happened was that Terry and I are both very different people. 
I've got one way of communicating. He's got another way of communicating. I've got a one way of seeing things and he's got another way of seeing things. And so as soon as we started working together, because we wanted to be successful, we have really big goals. And looking back now, we've nearly reached most of those. Um, and what, what I said is like, we need some better communication. So I first of all started drawing myself just a simple bar map because Terry was drawing a lot of things in the races for me and um, so that I could see visually see what I had to do um, so I draw um, my farm map and then he was able to show me a visual picture and show me Gemma I want you to put palm kernel and paddock 12 I could see that and where to go what gateways to use and then it allowed us not to rely so heavily on verbal communication whereas on the farm sometimes you're tired sometimes it might come out the wrong way and it just allowed us to have that fast communication as well as at that time I learned that I had dyslexia um, so I've always struggled at school with reading and writing uh, I've been a very creative person growing up so I was always into dancing um, into being around people um, art things like that and I only learned and so I always were in reading recovery all that sort of stuff um, and felt pretty dumb at school uh, and then I ended up still getting my degree and everything like that so I was able to get through and then when I was 21 working on the farm with Terry, I was like, man, I wish I could just like read and write like how everyone else does. And um, and that was a bit of an aha moment because we found this place in Inglewood where I could get um, help for my dyslexia. And she said to me, your communication, what, like, uh, why are you having problems is you have got a mind's eye. And so my mind's eye sees everything in a picture, like kind of like a movie. And I honestly thought everyone else saw things like this. And so that was a huge, huge moment of us realizing, actually, this is why we need it. But you don't have to have dyslexia to um, need what we do as well. So, yeah, that's it. That's actually such a cool story. And it's nice that you're right. It caters for everyone. So, no, you don't need to have dyslexia to interpret a photo or a picture, but it's going to make it easier. And like in your context, like knowing which gates to use and stuff, that's about efficiency as well so that you're getting mm. in there and doing the job the quickest, most possible way too. Mm. So it's funny how just using all of these like virtual mediums are actually making people's jobs easier and hopefully just a bit more efficient as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you talked about going onto the farm and doing some freelancing. At what stage did you decide that like this was something that was going to be worthwhile investing your time in and when you were able to take it more to like that full-time level? Yeah, so for us at that time, we were just really focusing on farming and my graphic design stuff was really just around like I did a few whiteboards for my family and friends um, and I did – but I knew I didn't have really much time at that time to do anything. And I actually didn't really, to be honest, uh, my parents have um, commercial businesses and I never really wanted to have my own business. I know farming is your own business, but I really did not want to be out and have my own business because we grew up seeing how hard it is as well. Um, and so 
for me, I've always struggled with that because I was like, ah, oh, I love doing this, but I've always said to myself, I'm never going to do that because it's so much work. And whereas farming is hard work, but you have got so much around you. You have got so many people doing the same thing. You've got someone to buy your product. You've got someone to market your product. Um, it's just completely different. You've got more support around you. Um, and yeah, so so when I decided to really go full time into it, it wasn't until I had the kids. Um, so this was probably when we first started that it was maybe 10 years ago, uh, 13, we've been farming 14 years now. Um, and then it hasn't been since the last five years that um, I've been in Vislink, uh, started Vislink for what it is now is because what had happened is we'd brought a farm down in Paiatua and we we're 50-50 in Taranaki and the payout hit and it went completely like, we're like, oh my God, are we going to be able to make this work? <laughs> and, and I said to Terry, like, honestly, there's something in um, communication on farm and visual graphics. And I really believe that we've got something here. I love doing it, but I needed his support as well because we had two young kids. Brock was only a baby. I was working on the farm. I was doing this at night and if he wasn't going to be on board, it was just going to be, I was just going to run myself to the ground. Yeah. So really you'd say that it definitely needs a team. You can't just be doing it on your own. Yeah, definitely. And it, I, I do think we are a strong team. Um, Terry allows me to go into my path and he can go into his. And we were in a relationship, obviously we're husband and wife, but we support each other in our own fields too. And it's just having the appreciation and understanding for what each other is going through. Um, and yeah. That's absolutely right. And do you think, because you talked about not wanting to be in business because that's what your parents were in, do you yeah. feel like that was because they just put all of their time and effort into a business? Yeah, it, it was. And it just, I don't know, I always felt like I wish I could help them, um, even as a young kid, because they we were so involved in it. Um, and I suppose it's like, anyone like if if you're on a farm you might not want to be on the farm because you see them working really hard or I don't know it's just it's really different but that was one of my things that I had to really think about because Vizzling is 100% my passion um, and mm. I will never give it up now um, but I just had to get over there and work out okay how am I going to do this and how's how's it going to be sustainable for me and my family. Well, that's the thing I was going to say, because you've got kids of your own. So what do you kind of see as a way to kind of bridge that so that they see that you're still having like a work-life balance and enough time for them so you can go to school activities and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So it is hard. Like I, well, I struggle with that balance thing because there is times that you just, you really have to get into it. Um, and then there's times, like at the moment, we've got a very busy time. Um and then there's times that you can have a bit more downtime. But the times that I've always made sure, like, so now we're working, we've got our own place in town now. Um, and so I'm here at nine o'clock. Sometimes Terry can come, he lets me go earlier. So he'll take the kids into school. Um, 
but I'm always home for the kids as soon as they get off that school bus. And then I make sure that I'm there asking them about their day. Um, and then when we're sitting around the table having dinner, like we're not talking about work, you know, we're really concentrating on them. So it's just really being really mindful of, um, yeah, it's when, when we talk about work and when we don't. Absolutely. So I guess the next thing is, um, did you have like any times where you just thought, oh my God, this is way too hard, like it's not <laughs> worth it, like money's hard to receive? I think the key thing you brought up and it is with commercial businesses, unlike farming, you actually have to go out and market, you have to go get some customers, you got to get people to buy your work and that's really hard work. It's so hard work, and that's and that's the thing is you only do this if it's your passion, eh? Like, <laughs> don't just walk away. You don't want your own business. If it's not your passion, just go away. <laughs> um, and and yeah, so we'll, the hardest times was definitely at the start with young kids, and because all my work was done at night time, and so I was kind of sleep deprived as it was. I was working my ass off on the farm. Um, and we had not much money because we were trying to get to our goals and then the payout dropped. So that was super hard. And I always look back at that because uh, one of the most important things I've always learned is that looking back on the past of where I've come and where I am today, and that exhilarates me and gives me so much momentum to continue going forward. Uh, another burnout was actually really recent. Um, we're actually to 2021 has been quite hard. Um, we have had a lot of a success, but after the field days, um, Hamilton field days is very intense. And I tried and do things like because people want to come see me and I've got so much passion. Uh, and I did all those days with, with someone else, but still intense. Uh, setting it all up, taking it down and having all those people. And then what I've found with the field days, it's not just about the customers coming to see you, it's about the networking of other businesses as well. And that is really a little bit strategical. And it really is on the open book sort of person. I've actually, it was really, really making me unsure of a lot of things. Um, and it wasn't that I was going to give up visiting, but I was just so buggered. And I, I've, as now I've learned, it was a bit of a burnout, a big burnout. <laughs> it took me a good week or two and I came back from it, but it was really hard. Um, and, and so I'm now just really aware that I can push myself, but I can't actually, when I'm in it, I feel okay, but it's the impact after it. And yeah, I was just absolutely smashed. And all I wanted was my family. And I was like, oh, I'll just hide away for a little bit right now. Um, so yeah, that was one. And yeah, I had one more <laughs> at the end of the year. We lost our beautiful nephew, Geordie, um, in a drowning incident in New Plymouth. And I still today, it just feels unbelievable. And so, and you kind of just feel numb and like things don't, don't really matter um, anymore, like as much. Um, and so that's, yeah, so 2021, gosh, I was, we were glad to see the end of it really. So, yeah. Let's hope that this year's got a bit more promise and <laughs> yeah. nicer things to come our way, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you learn from all of that, but some things it's just hard to take. 
And I guess like the thing with owning your own business when, you know, things like burnout and things that go wrong in your personal life as well, like you've got to find that way to separate the two of them but mostly look after yourself as well and then it's what happens to the business when you're the person that the business relies on. Mm, yes. So, yeah, exactly that. So we learned a lot um, and because I had to – with. Geordie passing away we took off we took time off work and and I was like okay like I can't even think about anything else at the moment um and and so what we've we had already started it which was really good but we have got processes after processes after processes so I believe that anyone could come in and run our business and I've always had that vision that we need to do that because we obviously we get information out of other people's heads that we have to be able to do it for our own business um and yeah but but now and with different apps or different um software programs that we use in our business we have got um a good process system now that people can run and function if i was not here so yeah that's amazing so what's your vision for VizLink? like how big do you want to grow how many staff do you want that sort of stuff I don't know. I and this is what we're really well. What we are going for is um, we're wanting our passion to really make a meaningful impact um, because that is the thing that can drive you. I don't. I don't really like. I do care about sales because we need money coming in, but it's more about that we have so much connection with the people that um, have worked for with us. And so obviously at the very start, I was like, yeah, everyone has to have a Visalink board in New Zealand. I want it to be like Red Band gumboots. I want you to un- know what Vislink is. I want you to think about our big whiteboards. And I want everyone to be able to have good communication because I believe once they have good communication, it builds confidence and and we and it's giving back to that our um, industry as well to make sure those people are nurtured going th- going through the ranks and um so so yeah all over New Zealand would be great um but also global as well because what we've found is that there's no limitations we have got customers in Chile over in the UK um a lot in Australia now too so what we're still focusing is New Zealand and we're testing different places and then getting all the logistics and all that sort of stuff ironed out. But yeah, fully focused on New Zealand, but we will take any other jobs as, as they come in. That's awesome. And actually speaking to you reminds me of another episode that we did with Penny Clark Hall in which she talked about like your vision for your business. And it's not just all about profits. It's about actually being, doing good things for your customers and providing your customers with something that makes their lives easier rather than just forcing a product on them because you want to make money. Yeah, exactly. And it's never ever been about that because if it was about that, I would have shut up shop like, the first year I reckon because it's more so as that gratification of when someone gets you a product they send you pictures honestly we every client we have had 
five-star reviews and we've had those people come back to us talking to us about it because we work with them so long with their products so if we're talking about our custom whiteboard um so that's normally that we've mapped the farm we've done it all in the graphics and then we've made a grid system so it might be their grazing plan it might be their jobs to do it might be tasks to do it might be health health and safety grid on there as well and so we go back and forth until it's 100% right. And we don't really give them much of a tip. Like, we don't mind until they're 100% happy with that. And so we make this powerful um, connection with them. And they are the ones that our marketing has gone less and less now because they have told their neighbours, the neighbours have seen it, and and they've told everyone about their experience that they've had with BizLink. And so that is the power behind it. Yeah. That's absolutely one of the most powerful ways to sell it. So that's you kind of want it to be building itself and referring itself, which is great. And I think the other thing that you've really shown is that you really need to have that passion for what you're doing. Otherwise, it is really difficult to get up and do it every day when you're putting so much of yourself into that work that you do have to love what you're doing to really invigorate your business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've actually got a little bit of an example with that because I had another business called Miss Nats um, and I, I love it. It was like creative um, it was cool, um, designy. It probably looked a lot more exciting than what Vizzling looks like on the surface. But it wasn't my passion. It was something, and I, I made that decision, I can't even remember now, was it two years, three years ago when I sold it, that someone else needs to take this on. Two reasons, because I need to focus on Vizzling and actually really, like, crank it up. Um and the other reason is that the that the that it just wasn't my passion. It was, um, and so that, so so by selling that, it freed me up with time, and I could focus on that passion of what Vizlink is. Uh, so yeah. What do you think would be your biggest piece of advice for other people, like in a similar situation, kind of starting up their businesses as to what they need to be focusing on, or something like that? Yeah. Um, what do you focus on? Um, yeah, obviously, if they're starting it up, they've obviously got passion because that's the only thing that you have to have before you start it up. Um, and it's just focusing out on like getting, getting obviously on top of your money of how much it costs and things like that. One big thing that we we've just been doing a business plan, and one of the big things that we've worked out is that having by having um not having minimal effort for maximum re- reward or return so that is one of our mottos that we've had so i i really think people need to think about that when they're starting up their business because you might have to have different pillars in your business and as we do um so custom stuff is always going to take a lot more time which is okay but not to have that all just your business, have other products or other things that can give you a good fat that are easy to generate and easy to get a return on uh, is probably 
is one really important thing and making sure you have enough fat and hold your margins like hold your margins even if it's your mate or even if it's someone that you're like oh but i'd love to do work with them just hold your margins because that's what you've got to grow that's a really important key piece of advice because quite often people do that new in business they give away a lot and they also um do things for family and friends and stuff but what you're saying there, I kind of get the idea of like value, what you're giving, what yeah. you're providing has heaps of value. So people mm. should be willing to pay for that, even if they are your friend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been so good having you on here today. I feel like I've learned a lot mm-hmm. and already having known you, Gemma, I thought I knew a little <laughs> bit more than I did, but hearing more <laughs> and learning more has been really, really cool. And it's, even like hearing about your dyslexia and talking about all of these different things, because it's not just about your business, it's about mm. you and your staff and everyone as people and how yeah. that integrates into making it a successful business, isn't it? Yeah, and, and with the dyslexia, sorry, <coughs> with the dyslexia, there's another part of what drives me going forward is that like just because you suck at school or other things like that, doesn't mean you're going to suck at life like um and I really do not that the teachers like knew what they were doing back in the day but um it's you really want to say god you there's so so many amazing things that you're going to do and I know you're going to feel like shit at the moment if you can't do the simple standard stuff but honestly your life is so big and you will just just focus on what you you like doing and just make that really strong and if it is a weakness like I'm never going to be the best speller (laughs) like I know it Um, but we've got technology now that's really good Um, and so yeah it's just building that confidence and um, yeah just not being too hard on yourself. Thank you so so much thank you again for coming so if anyone who's listening to this episode wanted to reach out to you and contact you to get some of your help um how can they best do that <coughs> sorry um so i don't have covid um so uh, um what yes yeah, basically on a website really so um bizlink.nz so that's v not bizlink <laughs> so v i z l i n k dot nz so check us out there my phone number's on there too so yeah but happy to um talk to anyone perfect and because you're located down the Hara South Taranaki region but servicing obviously all of New Zealand and the like yes yeah yeah so we're just new in this place and we've just got a signage up now which I'm really excited about um and so that's on high street 75a so it's in between lunch shack and the SPCA shop so we're upstairs and Jared McLeod he's an architect and he's up here as well Perfect. Thanks so much. Awesome. Awesome. So in the recording now. That was cool. That was, that was so really cool. good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to head along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.